ghetto podcast bitch as you can see earth is very ghetto and stereo is anti-black what the fuck was that <laughs> that was some anti-black shit they knew who was coming on here it's okay i see what's good with you all right anyway technical difficulties coming in the in the in the way of white supremacy i know what's going on anyway girl yes anti-black so, and homophobic and femophobic okay, and all it's anti everything i feel the bigotry don't you <laughs> but anyway <laughs> Uh, first and foremost, I just want to welcome everybody to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Um, I almost want to say, unfortunately, because this is not a topic I wanted to start with. I'm very grateful we're going to go through the mental health check-in first. <laughs> so first things first, my love, <laughs> my favorite thing. What are you, uh, what are you feeling? What are you going through? How are things? I would say things are pretty cute for right now. I haven't cussed out any white people in a while, so that's good for me. Um, that's what's up. Again, one of the best benefits of having an at-home job is that you don't have to be around a whole lot of white people. So, yay. And this is what I'm saying. People get really upset when you're like, I have an at-home job and things are a little bit easier. They get so mad when you say shit like that. I don't know why. When really, it's kill- it's keeping you from hurting other people. Like, I'm helping you. Like, you don't even realize. Like, I'm trying to keep you safe. And it's like, you don't want to be. But anyway. Um, ooh. So, as far as, like, my mental health and everything goes, um, been thinking a lot about voting. Been thinking a lot about all the things that are kind of going on right now. Uh, one of my homegirls, shout out to Jazz, um, she was going through the whole voting process last night. And as you all know, I still vote. I don't. I haven't really voted as much in local elections as much as I want to, which is something I'm going to really start doing because I feel like that's when it matters the most. But I just want to let you know how difficult they make this shit. It was like five page. It might as well have been pastorous, bitch. It was like going through the uh, Declaration of Independence. I didn't even understand what the fuck was going on. And then when we started to read it, I was like, so who's got a lawyer on tap? Because who's going to explain this shit to me? In order to understand what we were just voting on, we had to Google each thing and find out who was debating on it and watch the debates to find out what way to vote. So I just want to let everybody know, I'm certainly not going to shit on you if you're not voting just for reasons like this, but I just want to give it up to anybody who is voting in your local elections because that shit is not easy and they are trying at every point to make sure that you don't do it. So just want to put that out there. I'm stalling. I'm stalling. Okay. We're going to have to talk 
about the Hebrew Israelites. I'm so dusty bitches. You and all your Oreo crumbles in your drawers and three in one body wash with your one poofy hat. I can't stand you bitches. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry. Let's get back. Let's get let's get this on. Okay. First and foremost, I'm going to lead with compassion, which by the way is not my knee-jerk reaction in this moment. But I'm going to lead with compassion. It's going to evaporate quickly, but go with me on this journey. Um, first and foremost, I want to say I understand why Hebrew Israelites, the Hoteps, all of these things exist. I know that it's because of a lack of seeing yourself in your own fucking history. I understand that so completely. I, I understand the psychology of it, of trying to find somewhere where you belong. But I need you to understand that's not the only reason why you're there. You're also there because you want power. You're also there because you want to put blackface on patriarchy. That's one of the reasons that you are here and you don't realize all of the internalized misogyny that you're putting out there in the world, but then it's also the case that you don't fucking care. So mm. I, and to, to go a bit further on that, I need to let you understand that Hebrew Israelites, hoteps, let's talk about hoteps for a second. It's a perversion of Pan-Africanism. And I'm really getting pissed off because you're really fucking with my religion. Literally, mm. <laughs> like, you were fucking with my religion because that is not who we were originally. We were not fucking hateful bigots. We weren't the KKK in blackface, which is what the fuck you are. All right, let's move into the Hebrew. And Kanye Hebrew West really emboldened that too. Like, it's being talked about even more because of this Kanye West shit. Oh, yeah, 100%. And this is the thing. Let's, now let's go to the Hebrew Israelites. Why do you hate being black so much? I don't understand. The anti-blackness is so real because you want to be anything but black. And, we're, and listen, Jews who are black have always existed. We're not going to pretend that. But I need you to listen when you say, oh, well, Africans were here before Columbus was. You just said Africans. So where the fuck they came from? <laughs> just, just, just don't go back. Don't go back, bitch. We just talked about it, remember? And we're not saying that indigenous people cannot be black. That's not what we're saying. What we are saying is where you are coming from with this bullshit and this absolute bullshit. Because listen, when it when black people are claiming their indigenousness, it's usually because black people and indigenous people got motherfucking together. So they deserve not to pay taxes, bitch. That's what the fuck is going on. So I need you to calm down. Because I am tired. A bitch is tired. This whole situation smells like foreskin. And I cannot understand why you won't wash. <laughs> wash! Okay. Um, another point that I want to make before we start playing um, some of these videos is I need you to understand what a slap in the face it is to actual black Jews and what a slap in the face it is to your fucking ancestors. Why isn't our history good enough for you? That's what you really need to understand and what you really need to ask. That's what you gotta ask yourself for real. Why isn't it good enough for you? Because I don't, it's good enough for me, bitch. Because let me tell you something, if you ever do your DNA, it's not coming up Ashkenazi Jew. And it's funny because this is what the colonizers wanted. Like they wanted us 
to be having these conversations like, no, you're not black, you're this, or no, you're not. So you're telling me, so when you get pulled over by the police, they're going to say, you're not black, you're an Israelite, you're not black, you're a Moor, you're not black. Like, this is what y'all are sounding like right now. Your anti-blackness is so strong that you don't want to claim your blackness. You say the same thing to Afro-Latin people all the time. You don't want to claim your blackness. You don't want to claim who you are as a black person because I'm looking at Dominican niggas like, you look like a nigga, my friend. So now you got niggas from Georgia. You got niggas from Salt Lake City. You got niggas from D.C. saying like, no, I'm a Hebrew Israelite, sir. Well, they love you, to you, use this whole, oh, well, see, that's y'all problem. Y'all like to, I ain't black because there ain't no country named black. I'm like, y'all, I'm like, wow. Oh my God, we have a long way to go. And, and I can't begin, I can't give you niggas book lists because I'm gonna let you know right now, some of you are not meant to go. Harriet Tubman couldn't take everybody. She had to shoot some people. And at this point, that's she how I feel. shot a lot of you motherfuckers up, uh, Oh, you can't come. The way you feel about women and sexuality and so on and so forth, and this bitch is trying to fight for your freedom, it's the same exact shit. Y'all concentrating on the wrong fucking thing. You not, you are not pro-black. You will never be pro-black, because if you were, you'd be pro-all black people, bitch. It's like, how do you think we're gonna win this fight? we have some videos. We do. Consciously always spitting out the facts. Listen, some black men are doing it. Elevation. And now we're about to have this conversation. You know, it's consciously. Don't forget to leave. The consciously.com is where you can find it. And today we're going to be talking about the multiplicity of blackness and black people and the idea of black people going through an identity crisis. When I say identity crisis, I'm talking about us having internal conflict and debates, arguments about who we are, when do we become them, and how we should identify. And right now, I'm trying my best to, you know, keep it smooth and calm and collectively start off the way I lay the groundwork for what this conversation is about. Um, consciously, I'm somebody that, you know, subscribes to, you know, different notions of Pan-Africanism and, you know, Black nationalism, but I can, you know, build a great critique for how we don't account for all textures of Blackness or all our things within Blackness. With that being said, I believe in the multiplicity of Blackness and Black people, which means that we are positioned in multiple ways throughout, you feel me, the diaspora. Uh, when it comes to the uh, age-old debates about whether we are Hebrew, whether we are Aboriginal, whether we are Moor, whether we are Black, whether we are African, whether we are, I think that it is a non-productive debate in many different instances, especially when you're trying to universalize what the entire diaspora is. Are some of us of Indigenous descent? Yeah. Are some of us of Jewish descent? Yeah. Are some of us more or African or just, yes. When you try to don't say that we're all this thing, it sounds like to me, you starting to smell like some white supremacist notions. You starting to have that hubris of thinking that says that in order for me to see a, a, a people, I'm going to take the way that a fragment understanding of them and say that the entirety of those people is this thing. You feel me? Or Eurocentrism is like having the understanding of the pinky 
and then trying to universalize the understanding and saying you understand all fingers on the hand because you have the understanding of the people, right? When you say that all black people are Hebrew or you say all black people are Aboriginal, I think that you're creating an erasure for the various textures that we black people exist. And the beauty of black people is that there is an infinite possibility for the ways in which we are situated within the world. I also know when it comes to this notion is black people going through an identity crisis is that the distinctions and differences between race, ethnicity, and nationality be spanking a lot of asses, man. If you have ever heard somebody say, you black? Ain't no country called black. Ain't no such thing as black. That's our problem. We subscribe to a color. Yes, oh, you don't understand the difference between the social construct of race and a national identity, right? When we say there are white people, do we know that there is not a country named white? Yes. Do we know there is not a language called white? Yes. Does this negate the racial identity of white people? So when you try to trivialize the racial identity of black and feel like you're just being so clever intellectual, you're not doing it. You feel me? It's not giving what it's supposed to give. This dedicated to T.I., Killer Mike, or any one of the black intellectual, black public intellectuals that like to try to trivialize the identity of being black because you only see that notion of black people and blackness through the lens of whiteness and white supremacy. That's the reason why you always try to find these little weird ass ways to reduce it being something else. You see what I'm saying? Which brings me to. Period. That's pretty much all what it comes down to dividing culture. And, and we're definitely going to play the other videos. Um, but I need everybody to understand that I'm not, me nor Aaron is going to make the caveat of not all hoteps, um, not all Hebrew Israelites. Not, no, if it hits you, it hits you. And if it hits you, I hope it hits you hard. And I hope it hurts. Because for some, because for real, I, 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 if you will not hear, you will feel. Uh, I, at this point, I don't have time to play with you bitches about my people. At the end of the day, I'm really not. So this is why I'm not going to sit here and hold your hand because you are literally obstacles against progression. We can't all progress as black people because of you. And then when because we say you're that. When we say that, they want to say, you're just trying to tear down the black man. You're trying to work for the white. It's like, how? When you are doing the harm to people like me. You're saying that you're for a blackness, but clearly not. So it's like, which one is it? And this is, it's like you're proving my point. You're proving white supremacy's point, too, because you're contributing to it every single time. What I guess what I can't understand is that what the KKK has done as people, um, as a terrorist group, because that's what they are, um, has been so defined within society exactly what they did and why they did it. So I don't understand how these as black men who just want so badly to save black people, but they just want to start a whole new conversion therapy for gays, but <laughs> we can't be pro-black and gay, only pro-black and straight. 
But at the end of the day, the reason why this is always going to be so upsetting to me is because you, they are literally obstacles to progress and a slap in the face to their fucking ancestors. Because if you knew who your ancestors were, you wouldn't be hating so fucking hard. If you knew that homosexuality was not a European export, but it was homophobia that was actually brought to our fucking shores, when you finally figure that shit out, then we can finally become a community. But until then, you're pissed off by a nigga's nails. So we can't get anywhere, <laughs> sir. We can't. Uh, you just wash between your teeth. How are we supposed to get anywhere when you don't want to wash your ass? It's funny that they think they will get anywhere. I don't care how many fucking book Bible meetings you hold and how much you like to quote from Deuteronomy. I don't care. It's never going to work. When like we're not going to get anywhere because y'all are too busy trying to divide and conquer and use the same tactics as white supremacists have and are still doing and are sitting pointing laughing at your asses because you're doing what they want you to do. Kyrie Irving is trash. I need everybody to understand how much Kyrie Irving is trash. This it's it's a trash thing to do. It's and and I feel like you like black people. Let me just talk to you for a second. Are y'all jealous that the that Jewish people canceled Kanye before we did? After how much shit we went through with Kanye? Are you upset they did it first? Are you upset that they were efficient and we couldn't get our shit together? Is that the problem? Because we didn't all together say this was wrong. This man said wrong shit like slavery is a choice and deciding to go ahead and suck the dick of an orange man who will hold a cup with two hands. And yet y'all still bought them ugly ass shoes. Y'all still listen to his music. You still listen to that fake ass gospel album he put out because he knew that black folks are very spiritual and religious and y'all fell for it. And then he went back to spitting in y'all's faces and y'all are still defending him. Um, we have black men defending Kyrie Irving when he was on that boat full of just white women talking about, well, his wife is black, even though she's racially ambiguous and his white passing, to be honest. And y'all still defending his. I, I don't take any of you niggas seriously. I'm really just over straight black men as a whole. I'm not going to say some of y'all, y'all don't deserve that. Just like white people don't deserve not all white people. You lost that luxury, bitch. If it hits you, it I hits you. The work. No, either do the work or get out. No, I completely agree. Either do the work or get out. Uh, and this also goes for white passing people who have who say that they are Native American. White passing people who say they are black. I'm not. I'm no longer going to say that you are not who you say you are. But have you done the work as a white passing person with that much privilege? Have you done the work? You want to claim black so bad. You want to claim indigenous so bad. And you're saying, oh, they won't let me in. And I'm trying to be a part of the process. If you are not fighting for the blackest and the brownest people of your fucking race, what the fuck are you doing? I'm way too upset for this. Because <laughs> this is what sucks. Because this is the, you have to understand, I love black men. And I'm not saying this for like all black men. I'm saying this because my pussy is telling me to. I love black men. It's the truth. Me too. But I will not lower myself to being with any black man who does not see it all for all black people. What the right. fuck am I lowering this queenly pussy to go on some dick that don't believe we should all get there? What, what are we doing? You want my... No. 
you want my you just called me a faggot ass to stand in solidarity behind you when something happens at these fucking protests but when something happens to me no one's there get the fuck out my face but you know what's worse do you know what's worse about that statement y'all still do Y'all still do. It doesn't matter how much in their own protest fighting for straight men, they will still beat up black trans women. They will still beat up femboys. Do not tell me shit. And guess what? Those same black women, trans women, and femboys who are all black still show up to the protest the next fucking day. You are the weakest link. It will make and you've you feel been the weakest link for a long time. Not only will they treat black gay people and black trans people like shit, but they will make you feel guilty for saying, no, why would I want to stand behind y'all and you just called me a faggot and you wish me dead? It will have you feel guilty for like <laughs> the mind games they play. It's amazing. It's, but can't. isn't that like white men? Isn't that like white people? Goes isn't that right just another handbook. play out of the rule book of white people? And this is what I'm saying, bro. Not all of us are meant to go together, okay? Some of you some of you are lost and I have come to the point where I am okay with that, but you won't derail my mission. You won't derail why I'm here. So I promise you, you are going to either get bowled over. Or you're going to have to get the fuck out. That's really all there is to it because I promise you, we will treat you like the same white men who have oppressing us for centuries because you're trying to be like them because you don't want freedom. You don't want equality. You want fucking privilege and we don't have time for that. Eat the rich. Period. <sighs> on that note, do you want to play these next videos or do you want to move on to the next topic? It's up to you. Uh, I do want to play these next two videos before we go ahead and get into the next topic. I knew that was that was going to be quick, um, but I want to, want to make sure people get like a full breath of what's happening because I, I want you to play this segment over. I want you to rewind it if you need to, okay? First, I'm going to play this message from Spirit. Hey, Spirit. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Bermuda. I left you guys both a message on TikTok and I think we use WhatsApp, right? But how are you guys doing today? And also, Wilton, you're awesome too. How are you? Um, I was wondering how you feel um, about a lot of people saying that people of color, uh, essentially men, are just like white women in terms of problematic. Now, I do feel like cis black people, you know, cis straight black people, is a situation but they did not defer in terms of queer or cis so what are your opinions on that um yeah it's interesting okay well me personally um to to be honest i feel like and i hope i'm going to answer your question properly i'm a little high um but i i'm hoping that what i'm no honestly i feel like a lot of um people of color in general, and this goes for um, queer or straight. We are holding so much internalized misogyny and white supremacy in our veins. We also have to take note that white supremacy doesn't work without us. We are the global majority, black and brown people. We make up everybody. We, now we're the, we're the minority here in the US, but we are the global majority, which means white supremacy doesn't work without us. We have to have the pygmies. We have to have the ones holding up the patriarchy. We have to have the coons in order for this system to continue to work as badly as it's been working for generations, right? 
So I feel like one of the biggest issues that we're always going to be dealing with is having to fight that internalized misogyny, of having to fight that internalized uh, bigotry, transphobia, all the things, all the spider legs from white supremacy. We're literally all fighting it. And I'm going to let you know that I am fighting it every day. Myself. I, I'm literally like every, like as many times as we come on this show and we have to point out the bullshit, we'll also call out ourselves. And let me tell you something. A lot of the bullshit that I am talking about is because I've had to learn about my own internalized misogyny, about my own internalized homophobia. Why wouldn't I date a guy who fucks men? Like I like I had to go through that. I was a pick-me-ass bitch. <laughs> Didn't you know I could cook? My pussy's amazing. I was that person. <laughs> I know, for real. And I had to go, and, and, and even within that, there's so much white supremacy and all of these other things to dissect. So I feel like when it comes to people of color, um, as much as we are going to uh, blame white supremacy, which is really at fault for all of this, we cannot step away from the fact that we are wielders of it as well, because a lot of us are trying to get as close to white proximity as humanly possible, AKA Kanye. I don't know if I answered your question, but I know I said a lot. All right. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's play the next two and then we'll move on to the next one. The Facebook accounts and go outside. I'm begging y'all. A lot of y'all want to be anything but black, and it's making you actually unhappy. Unless you are of Semitic heritage, you are not ethnically Jewish. We are West Africans. We have survived the Trans-Saharan and the Transatlantic slave trades. We have survived religions that have a bunch of to-dos and to-don'ts, but genocide, human trafficking, and that is never That survival is something to be accepting the enemy of your enemy as your own enemy for comfort is cowardice. The sun does not set on our influence, and we didn't have to kill, steal, and destroy to do so. Be fucking proud of that. You don't gotta be nothing else but black. Period. Alright. And uh, the last one is for the ones who are still con saying that they uh, that all black people are indigenous. This one's for you. <laughs> well, that's loading. It's like it's funny because I would hear people say, like again, I've been told that I still this is mind blowing to me. I've been told that since I'm Jamaica that I'm not black. Like this is how strong white supremacy is. They want us. No, to no, stay say that again. I'm sorry. I, I no. I had a slight aneurysm in my frontal lobe. One I more time. I hope that since you're from Jamaica, I'm from Jamaica, that I'm not black. This is how bad it's gotten. And people that list that will listen to Kanye say shit like people are really like taking this and running with it. And now and black are in an identity crisis. Like they don't know what the fuck they are. It's like, girl, if I get pulled over, they're not going to say, oh, he, they're Jamaican. They're going to say that's that they're black. I don't understand, like, why we are still having this conversation. It's really sad. And I'm just going to go ahead and let's let's talk to some Black Island folks right now. Nigga, I see you with all of your anti-Black American rhetoric. Nigga, I see you when you go ahead and and you listen, literally take white rhetoric and use it against black Americans. I grew up hearing this shit and I had to decolonize it. 
Oh, black Americans. Oh, they had to go ahead and fight to read and write, but you can't put a book in front of them now. I'm hearing this from black people. But when you get pulled over, are you going to pull out your 23 and me and be like, well, I'm still a citizen of the queen. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> Bitch. Anyway, continue. Uh, They're going to, girl, we're going to piss some folks off. I don't give a fuck because once again, this podcast, anyone can get dragged. Anyone can get held accountable. They love, we can drag white people all day, which you know I love to do. But straight black men, y'all need to get y'all shit together. Anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. I want you to Google the word unserious. Okay, antonyms of for real. Click images and you'll see a child left behind, right? And in those images, the child left behind is you because this is the most unserious shit I've ever seen in my life. Do we, do we read anymore? Do we study? Have we seen a book? The man whose voice just wreaked havoc on the Americas. Okay, the man whose voice just wreaked havoc for black and brown people was black. Don't piss me off. Let's, let's think for a second. Let's just please fucking think. This man was Italian and thought he was in fucking India. He thought it was... I'm not listening to who, who he thought was African or not. Do we know? Are we aware that Columbus sailed before race was constructed? That, that, that race, the mongoloid, negroid, cognizoid, all that came after... His barbaric voyages, do we know that? Okay, yeah, let's say there's African people who were traveling to Americas before slavery. Okay, African peoples traveling to the Americas before slavery. What would that make the African peoples? Would that make the African peoples indigenous to America? Would that, or would that make them African? So therefore, therefore, if there were African people, black people in Americas before slavery that were still African, what would make that origin still? Come on, I know, I know. Two plus two equals what? Black people, at this point, I need us. We need to have a community forum. Or we need to have a conference because I am no longer rooting for everybody who's black. And it's sad because even if we did have a conference, guess who would they not listen to? Guess who would take over? They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen Killer Mike and T.I., I'm done with you bitches. But anyway, um... <laughs> they gonna listen to Dr. Uber. Not the new black one, but, you know, the ones <laughs> from before. <laughs> but yes, we can move on to the next topic. Yes, Ooh. indeed. Another one that's gonna get them off. Girl, we pissing off some folks this episode. Oh well. Yeah, we 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 just gonna be pissing people off today, and I guess you know, shit, it's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna let you take this one though. <laughs> so, the next topic is about. Well, it's really a question, which I don't even know why it's a question. I think we should have made it a statement. I'm noticing that the black church is becoming anti-black as well. <laughs> Um, yeah. I, I really think that that is the case a lot of the talking points that they have quite frankly aligns with a lot of these hoteps this whole submit and divide and conquer and it's, a, it's just things to think about um, luckily I no longer go to church I, I was raised in the black church but black church baby it was girl Jesus People time. Ministries in Miramar Parkway, Florida. No, let me say was, I'm hollering. It was deep. Like, <laughs> girl, like six hour service. 
Yeah, it was a fucking mess, bitch. No, and, and, no, and I just want to let you know, when Aaron says six-hour service, it really could go that fucking long. Because usually it's four hours. But if niggas is talking, it can really be six. Because you can get there to 8 a.m. service. And you not leave until two, bitch. It's, un- it's, it's not okay. And, and, and the way that you beat your black children in church, they can't sit there for that damn long. I don't even know how you're doing it. Sorry. Girl, listen, at one point, we didn't get out to four o'clock. At one time, I said, girl, this is so ghetto. I, listen, my grandparents were pastors. So you know that like that six hours was for the regular folks going to church. It wasn't for the grandchild of the pastor. But continue. But yeah, um... I definitely think that uh, the black church is anti-black because we know, we know how the black church, again, I have to remind folks, this is a black group podcast, by the way, just, just heads up. But anyway, we know how the black church feels about queerness. Um, just about every service, especially back when I went, they would talk about it every fucking Sunday and Wednesday, bitch. And sometimes Thursday, bitch. That's how much I was in the fucking church. And they would talk <laughs> about it. And they would just keep on talking about it. And the reason we say that it's anti-black is for many reasons, but especially when it comes to their idea, their ideas of sexuality. Like, I really want black people to understand, like, being queer is pro-black as fuck, to be honest. If you know your history and you know pre-colonial Africa, and but the only thing that they have is butt-breaking, unfortunately. But if you know your history, I want black people to do more. I want us to, like, really sit down, like, do more research and readings on African sexuality, because unfortunately white supremacy is so strong that it has taught us to hate it and it's now being taught in black church to hate queerness just in general and this is why we have all these fucking dr umar johnson's and ti's and kanye's because of shit like this i need people to to understand that black church without even meaning to, has taken a lot of pieces from African spirituality, period, okay? And without that even being a thing, I need to understand, you can't be upset at me for being a black witch when you about to drink his blood and eat his body. I just wanna let you know how like weird that sounds. Like, cause I may kill a chicken or something. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Do you see, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Um, and then, and then also, secondly, I think not only because of religion, like Christian religion and Western religion itself, but also because of respectability politics, which I feel like has a lot to do with church in general. I feel like it's been almost meshed together with the pieces of white supremacy that has been put into the church. Now, again, I wanted to, I made sure to mention there's a lot of remnants of African spirituality in the church i'm sorry if you've ever heard a black choir that spirit isn't the white boy that that nigga said he sacrificed i'm gonna just put it out there that's not where you get that from you may not know it but that's not where you get that from um and then also i also want to say another reason why i feel like the church is so anti-black is because it's still taking on a lot of pieces of white supremacy in reference to women being lower. You're not a first-rate citizen. God forbid that you're gay. You're still taking on all of the pieces of the KKK. And I feel like if you can agree, even in part, with your oppressors, 
you may have to review your ideology. Mm. But yeah, I, I just, that's it. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Message. Yo, I'm curious. What, um, as far as African sexuality and, you know, learning our roots and knowledge that we may not be akin to, you know, put me up on game. What you talking about? Oh, my goodness. So first and foremost, I would if you could go ahead and uh, there's a lot of things for you to Google. There's a lot of things for you to look up. I am an African spiritualist and I look to the Orishas and also um, venerating and honoring my ancestors, not worshiping. Calm down. Um, and I feel like one of the things that is like super, super important was me actually learning about the gender fluidity in Africa before colonization. So um, I'm actually ancestrally mostly Nigerian, right? And um, within Nigerian culture, within the language, even Yoruba, remember this is also in Swahili and a bunch of different languages, but I'm gonna talk about what I know. Um, and in Yoruba, there is no pronouns for he or she or anything like that within the Yoruba language. Now, if you look to Spanish, if you look to English, if you look at a lot of Western languages, there is like, just like there's an L and a LA in Spanish to go ahead and signify whether it's a male or a female that is absent in African languages and also in indigenous languages. So we didn't say there was he or she. We would say it was one who walked tall and one who sways. That's how beautiful and that's how beautiful and diverse Nigeria has been. And remember, I'm only talking about what I know. That's one country in a whole fucking continent. But you have to realize that colonization was so dangerous and so poisonous and so fucked up that today, even though they speak in a language that is completely genderless, they are killing people who are stating that they are gay today. That's how white supremacy has injected its way into Africa. And that's just on, that's on God. I'll die on that. So, and that's yeah. Even when they do try to learn English or any other language, that's why it's so hard for them. Because again, they don't the mask the mask femme like that shit doesn't apply because they never had it to begin with. But it's fun, like you said. But they will still use these same white supremacist tactics that was forced on them onto people, even if they are a part of their community. It's really sad. But I do have a video I'm going to play. Girl, if she were low, okay, I got it. Is the black church anti-black? Part five, homophobia and sexism in the black church. Have you ever heard of the term Sankofa? It's a word that means to go back and get it. The full proverb goes, it is not taboo to go back and get something after you have forgotten it. To me, it's about knowing your history in order to best guide your present and future. I discussed that there seems to be a more collective attempt to do this kind of work amongst the black community, but in these efforts, there have been claims made about the people of pre-colonial Africa that just justify our current miseducation about our history. One of the things that black people look back to Africa to justify is homophobia. You don't find any evidence of any African civilization, traditionally speaking, where homosexuality was allowed, considered normal, or openly practiced. 
This can be further from the truth. One of the reasons that our ancestors were considered barbaric and savages is because the way we existed in community with regard to gender and sexuality was not normal to the colonizers. As these scholars put it, in leading the exploration and colonization of Africa, the Portuguese became the first Europeans to realize that African gender and sexuality was very different than their own. In fact, one Portuguese soldier wrote this note while documenting his explorations in Angola. You can pause here to read that. This is just one of many examples. I can't get into them all, but I will share a book list hopefully sometime this week. There is plenty of evidence that depicts a wide-ranging view of African sexuality before the start of colonialism. Homophobia manifests itself in the black church mainly because enslaved Africans were converted to Christianity by white conservatives who were sex-negative and opposed to homosexuality. From that place, as Kelly Brown Douglas affirms, a people whose African religious heritage suggested the sanctity of sexuality now adopted a religious belief that claimed it wicked and evil. As it pertains to sexism in the black church, along with white supremacist thought and Christian supremacy, came a patriarchy that justified sexism, the hypersexualization of the black body, and rendered women silenced in the church. If we look back, though, we see many women in positions of power in pre-colonial Africa. They were queen mothers and queen sisters, princesses and chiefs, holders of other offices in towns and villages, warriors, of course, and in one well-known case, they were supreme monarchs. In white supremacist theological thought, according to Douglas, black women are considered seductresses and Jezebels. And Jezebel is still a term used in the black church to hypersexualize and demonize black women and to condemn them for being outspoken. Douglas writes this of the term Jezebel. To label black women Jezebels allowed white men to assault them with impunity. In the logic of white culture, their assault was the result of white men being victimized by their seductive nature. In the black church, we see this attitude manifesting by way of the cover-up. Or, in other words, black women and girls being told to cover themselves up in order to not cause men to stumble. The misogynoir and homophobia that is embedded in black church culture runs deep and should be, along with the other consequences of divine intra-racism, uprooted. I think the concept of Sankofa is of great importance to our collective unity and healing. We should look back and not to reinforce problematic beliefs that are misinformed, but to actually learn from the stories of our ancestors, even the ones that make us uncomfortable. Like and follow for more content. Girl, I'm so glad he brought up that Jezebel shit because I'm still hearing hotels to this day call black women Jezebels or quote-unquote y'all being too fast. It's like, once again, deflecting away from the issue because they can control themselves so they're putting the blame on the victim and do you know when we heard that the most was when r kelly was on trial or when bill cosby was on trial and we were talking about the black uh women and mostly and a lot of girls that they were talking about and um and another thing that i really loved about that clip is i feel like fire is catching Black people are realizing that this whole system that we have come from that is all strained from white supremacy is not for us. And there's something else that we can grasp at. There's other conversations for us to fucking have. Ugh. But want to make sure we got through that. And if anybody wants to know anything that's about African spirituality before colonization, I suggest you do your research and that will let me know how much you actually care about the topic, but I will leave that alone. And that's the thing most people don't, they don't want to do their research because they're going to come up with anything to prove their narrative. Well, I know it's supposed to be true. And the white man, I'm like, girl, okay. So you just let you go. Like I said, not everybody can come with us. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so moving on. 
to yes, the next topic. Next topic. Um, as everyone knows, today is midterms and everyone is voting. Um, basically, I just want to talk about like, what do you think? Let's talk about some like predictions of what you think is going to happen for these next two years. Um, like, do you think we're going to see any change? Um, what's the tea? <laughs> okay, I'll put it like this. Oh, and the only reason I'm going to say this is quick story time. You and everybody know I'm a little older. You don't feel me? All right. Born in 87 and I'm about to be 36 in February, nigga. Wow. We are, we can officially round up to 40. We're not going to talk about it. Okay, cool. So, um, so when I decided to go back to school, I went to Emily, I'm sorry, Emily Griffith uh, Technical Center. And obviously, when you're somebody who's over 30 who's going back to school, you got to expect you're going to walk in to 18, 19-year-olds on a regular basis. Um, I wasn't prepared for that, but that's what happened. And I remember one of the things that I, and this is something I've said on the podcast before, there's a lot of younger people, and even though we find them super annoying, they're really going to change some shit. And that's just the truth. And I saw that when I was in this class. When I say I'm seeing black and brown, people blacker than me, I would never think to speak up for myself in that way at that age, ever. You have to remember, I, like when Bush uh, was coming in the first time, I couldn't vote, or was it the second time? I couldn't vote because I wasn't old enough. Like, but I, was I at grocery stores holding signs saying that there's more weapons of mass destruction in my pants than in the Middle East? Yes, I was. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. And, and my mom would be in there shopping and I'd have like the sign in my bra. And I'm like, oh shit, she's shopping. Let me go outside and show people before she comes I'm out and catches me. Listen, it was serious. Girl, <laughs> it's the, it's mass destruction pussy. I'm here for it. <laughs> I wanted to know it was Master Chuck and Pussy. Anyways, let me stop. But <laughs> one of the, but it, so my passion has always been there for topics like these. But when I say that I did not have that type of courage, even though I was willing to do that, not interpersonally, not in classrooms with white teachers, not in front of police, as black as I am in front of police. When I say this younger generation ready to die for this shit, and I and when I say my hand to you, because I remember I'm after 35, my knees are not good. I'm looking to go to Mexico so I can vacation for the rest of my life. This is where I am. When I say these younger kids are ready to die about this shit of all races, white kids, white children, white children. I'd never thought I'd ever say this. <laughs> like, it's a miracle. When, but still don't so, trust him. But it's a miracle. I mean, but. Damn, you're right. But anyway, listen, so but at the same time, at the same time, when I'm looking at these elections, these local elections, and I'm seeing young kids really get into it, I really feel like that is going to cause a change. Because it was my 21-year-old friend who called me the other day and was like, I'm trying to vote. Can you help me understand what the fuck this is? And my 35-year-old ass was like, nigga, nah, I don't know what the fuck that said. <laughs> we have to Google. So we did some research together, you feel me? But at the end of the day, I really do feel like as far as the predictions come, I don't even I, I don't even know what I can say, because I know there's a lot of things that these young kids are fucking planning. Yo, do you remember 
when Trump was about to go do a rally. And I think it was like around like the George Floyd protests or maybe after some shit like that. And all of the 15 year old children logged into this whole man's Trump, uh, Trump, like Trump's like a whole fucking like event. And they bought all of the tickets. They reserved all of the tickets just so that this nigga would be preaching to an empty room. Those white children, 50 cented, like, what? Period. So as far as what is going to happen next, um, I'm going to say that I feel like I'm going to be surprised in certain aspects and not surprised in others because there's only so much they can do. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't think shit's going to happen. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see after I was, I was, I was channeling Malcolm X. I'm here trying to give y'all all the 1960s civil rights actions ever. And here come this nigga. I don't think shit's going to work. I think it's going to be just like how it was these past two years when Biden got in. But look, I'm not going to have this. I'm not even going because, girl, we're going to piss the folks off. I ain't got time. Um, <laughs> girl, listen. Let's just be honest. Like... <laughs> I don't, I don't, let me, go let me shut up. Let me first of all, this is how you can tell that I am a Pisces and this nigga right here is a fucking Sagittarius. This is how you can tell. Because I'm just like, idealism, it's gonna work. Let's hold our hands and together, even though I'll be in Mexico, so I don't have to deal with this shit. Um, let's just go ahead and see if it works. And Air's like, <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm like, no hope, like, no faith, no nothing. Talk to me when housing is free. Talk to me when food and shelter, like food and water is free. Um, talk to me when we make things to where nothing should be sold for profit if its absence could kill you. Any system where people can die from lack of resources should be abolished. Then you can talk to me. Damn, damn, damn. Okay, well, I don't have answers for that, Aaron. <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> like, see, if only the politicians would be that honest when they hear shit like this, I'm like, okay, so maybe I don't have the answers. Like, I, I swear that you'd have more respect. <laughs> just come out and say, we're both, both parties are capitalists. Do you want to vote for the less of the two capitalists and the less of the two white supremacists? And like, like whatever. Let me stop, girl, because we're going to piss folks off and I ain't... I thing. We got to get to the next one. Play some messages. <laughs> girl, they eat me up in these messages, I'm sure. <laughs> they be it's right. going to be the same... It's going to be the same BS over and over again. We need new candidates. That's what we need. That's all it is. Mm. We need some new candidates. Not same old recycled people or same old recycled ideas with, with different people. We need new people and new ideas. New idea could be socialism. Why do you think they're trying to take third party uh, shit off the fucking ballots now? Like they know it's what's so going upsetting. on. It's so It's like another type of suppression. I heard about that. Like it's another type of suppression. Like and even because remember, if you vote independent, it's like wasting a vote. Which, by the way, I feel like is really anti-democratic. But okay. <laughs> Continue. Oh no! Nah, don't even think about the um them reserving the tickets because that costs money. Think about the shit that we did for free. Nigga, think about the time when that nigga say, hey, we the hashtag proud boys, and we made sure every gay white man we could find was underneath that hashtag. 
Proud Boys went from Proud Boys to all oh, Proud Boys. Fuck you talking about? That shit was lit as a motherfucker. We don't play games. We don't. We don't play this bullshit. All these old ass motherfuckers, their their thought processes is outdated. Don't get me wrong. I do agree that they are more steady because they're more iron willed. In order to lead, you have to be steady. But at the same time, you got to be fluid. And them niggas is not fluid. We need some niggas to come out who is steady but fluid at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't find like holes in what you just said, but I feel like I should say, damn, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just, you know I feel like, never mind, I'm not going to say that because stereo going to get me banned. Yeah. But long, no, story, gotta... long story short, you know, it's just a lot of these motherfuckers is just one tall and I'll peel away from dying anyway. I'm just really sick of these, um, old ass snow possums making decisions for everyone who ain't got but two weeks left to live and I'm just gonna leave it at that <laughs> sad now that's both being Pisces I'm like anyways bro hell yeah bro every Pisces I know nigga not only that we not only are very idealistic and we love life shit nigga we got plans we got every idea you can think of. It's real plans, nigga. Listen, we'll be really out here. I believe, I don't know if y'all seen that video, but the nigga who was like real thugged out, but he saw the rainbow, he was like, I'm thugged out, nigga. That's a motherfucking rainbow. This shit was beautiful, nigga. I kill a nigga straight by my mama, but that, that motherfucking rainbow was beautiful, nigga. That's, that, he, that nigga had to be a Pisces because we really will fight a nigga about some shit. But at the same time, that shit kind of nice. Shit was beautiful. On anyways, I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah. <laughs> Sad. Yo, well, first of all, I gotta go ahead and say, not you tagging in the ghetto ass Pisces because that's exactly what we do. <laughs> I kill you, about your mama, mama, bitch. Like it's it's really it. Mm. Um, and you know what? The idealism really is going to take us somewhere because we do have plans. Like I'm supposed to be on an island somewhere. I'm supposed to be milking goats. I'm supposed to have like a chicken coop. That's supposed to be a pool outside. My mom's supposed to be straight. Like, what are you talking about? I have motherfucking plans. That's just the truth. <laughs> Look, we we both trying to go move to Mexico in, next year anyway. So Look, listen, because listen, we, we... I didn't know you was gonna tell the people the plans. I don't know. Uh, yeah, surprise. <laughs> because no, no, but real talk. Listen, and if Mexico was listening, and yo, I've seen you in like the analytics. Hey, Mexico, <laughs> we on the way. Um, and by the way, I have two apps downloaded for Spanish. It's gonna be terrible, but I'm gonna get this through. It's gonna be a bitch, but I'm gonna do what it's... I gotta do, bitch, because we gotta get the fuck out of here before it's too late. Listen, see, we're, we're not like white Americans. I don't mind learning your language. I only know one, nigga. You probably know more than I do. I am good with where I'm at. It is fine. Um, but I feel like one of the biggest things about us, you know, trying to get the fuck out of here, trying to get under the, get from under the white clasping hand of capitalism that we have been suffering under for such a long time. A lot of it's because we are young and black and want to live our lives. We are young, black and queer, and we deserve to enjoy it. Period. I, I'm not and it's be funny here. because like, it's funny because we hear people say all the time, well, if you don't like this country, why don't you niggers move out the country? And then we which, then we say, okay, well, let's move to Mexico. Well, why would you want to do that? The poor, the dirty, you're going to get shot, you're going to get killed. 
So you want it's me to stay dangerous. In this so it's dangerous. So you want me to stay in this fucking mass shooting ass country that's that's happening every two days? Get the fuck out my face! I'm scared to go to Walmart, bitch. I'm taking my ass to Mexico where I can fucking pay four hundred dollars for rent instead of paying two thousand here, bitch. And the house looks better than the fucking places here, bitch. When I say the house looks better, so. Just and, and I'm not trying to have y'all make this expensive, so don't be taking my idea, okay? Because we try yeah, to like, or at least, yeah, no, you remember Mexico, they gonna kill you, so just stay right, stay yeah, your ass right. Keep that same energy. We, Listen, yeah, don't, don't go there. keep keep that xenophobia up, okay? Because that's gonna depend, all right? Um, but one of the things that I absolutely love about um, the fact that this is where we're going. We're going to the place that everybody says is all the rapists and all the killers. And we're going to uh, we're going there to defy all of their xenophobia. Because us as black people sitting here in the US, we have way more of a rate dying here, just walking into a grocery store or driving in our cars than us going to Mexico. And just so you know, you want to look at some statistics, Merida, Mexico is actually the second most safest place in North America under Quebec. Canada, nigga. All right, cool. Just just in case y'all don't know. (laughs) Okay, but seriously, okay, back to the thing, back to the thing. We back, we back. All right, so (laughs) the reason that back in the day the reason that the elders ran things back in the day is because the elders were with the times but they understood they were wise their money did not influence them uh power did not influence them elders knew they had fucking two weeks left to live nigga so they were like listen i'm gonna make sure that when i leave my people are good because there were elders all across the whole village who you know what i'm saying it's old niggas in there but not everybody was appointed an elder. We need our government to be ran by elders. We need leaders and elders. We have no elders. We just have old motherfuckers with a lot of money running shit. Now, I think Pelosi, she be doing all right sometimes. You know, I feel like certain people on both sides are pretty okay, but we need to get rid of the two-party system. This is literally what we did not want to happen. And if I ever become a millionaire, matter of fact, if I come a, become a billionaire, I'm running for shit, bro. Not only am I running for shit, I'm a win, nigga. Period. First Look, of all, all I heard was get rid of the two-party system. That's all I need to hear. And I'm listen, pretty, I'm as radical as they get. I don't think billionaires should exist, but that's another topic for another conversation. We're going to get listen, there. You, you was on the same space I was about to be. Because um, we on this eat the rich type shit, don't make us eat you. Because <laughs> the, there's no way. <laughs> no, but for real, there's no way to become a billionaire without oppressing other people. But I also feel like that's the one of the reasons they won't like 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 let people like us get millions. Because we'll never actually get to billions because we'll be giving the shit away. Because we know what we need. Listen, I need a place where I can go ahead and walk to the beach and I can go back home, milk my goats and tend my garden with my solar panels. Leave me the fuck alone. I don't need anything extra. And let me tell you something. For those of us don't don't need any extra, any extra money that comes to us, we're like, who can we give this to and help? Where are the, where are the literacy programs? Where are the programs? Because remember, um, another thing about Jewish people, they have like a literal like account where if you are from Israeli Ashkenazi Jewish descent, you get to go to Israel for free bitch we don't have anything like that in africa and if we were actually doing something for real we would make sure that we would be taking every single black woman and child back to the mother country just saying 
Yes, we are long, young, black, and well, I'm not queer, but we is young and black. You know, I agree with that. We just want to live our best motherfucking life, bro. Like, I just, bro, I don't want to be in a seat of power, but at the same time, I wish I could be for just, give me, give me a term real quick. Let me do the motherfucking math. Give me some mathematicians. Give me some, give me some, um, listen, I would set my table up with some of the smartest people I know in existence and then make the other half of the table just black people. Regular ass I, they can be educated if you want. They can be from the hood. They can be wherever. Just black people. All right? That way, we get a good even mix. Now, mind you, I'm not saying that some of the most intelligent people that I know are not black people because they definitely are. What I'm referencing is not only the most intelligent, but also the most well-known so that when people, uh, with the, so that when the white people and the other majority come from my integrity or come from my validity, I can pull out names that they recognize. But anyway, we're not even going to get into that. But listen, that's what we need. We need a motherfucking round table and it wouldn't be all black. It would be colorful. You know what? There's a lot of things that I actually like about that idea. For real though, like, like honestly, real talk. The only thing is about getting well-known people because we have to understand the people that white people know, they know Morgan Freeman. They know James L. Jones. They know the white people who have assimilated into white society. Those are the ones that they know. So those aren't gonna be the ones on our side because given enough money, they'll say that racism don't exist. Lil Wayne, bro, not Kunifa, not Kunifa Owens, of course you, bitch. Um, but even the ones who pretend to be super pro-black, like Killer Mike. Sorry to bring you up, baby, but it's what it is. And the reason why I'm bringing you up is because I got an actual beef with you. You know why I got an actual beef with you? Because I used to believe in some of the things that you said. Me too. But then he said something stupid. But that's the thing when you're black and queer, you can go along and get on with the get on until they say something and you're just like, ah, damn. And you're hoping other black people get the memo and they don't. And that's, the, that's the sad part. That's the really sad part because they're like, well, nigga, I wasn't offended, bitch. You know, all right, whatever. I'm like, but you're not queer. You're just black. I'm a double minority, but okay. <laughs> Let's 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 not go into it, child. Let's not go into it. Nah, you playing about Mexico, nigga. I'm not going to Mexico. I'm going back to my motherland. Listen, bro, I already got like plans and shit in motion a little bit. I got plans for every fucking thing, but Yeah, bro. I'm we, we out here, bro, for real. See here's so, the thing, like me and Sydney would go back to the motherland, right? But me and Sydney are also queer and again homophobia is very rampant in Africa. So if if homophobia was not in Africa in the motherland, I would me and Sydney would definitely go to the motherland. But unfortunately, they would probably kill us because we're queer and they are very anti-LGBT because of colonization. And and that's just, and I'm so glad that you said that because you don't think we looked into Africa first, bitch. You don't think <laughs> you don't think that's where we look first. But I can't go into a I'm a I'm I'm a pansexual cisgendered woman which means I'm only going to be accepted depending on who I date. And Aaron is a non-binary person, period. A black non-binary person. We're not trying to die. They just stoned two black men to death for being queer. So I can't, listen, you, but this is one of those moments where I hope you realize your privilege. Because you are a straight black man, 
you will be able to go back to Africa with no issues. Mm-hmm. But that's not something the rest of us can do. And that's why there's more work. This is why intersectionality, I could talk about it all day. Like, I want people to understand how important intersectionality is. I don't think anyone on this planet would know what it's like to be black and queer and or black and trans unless they are them, themselves. Like, we do not have a safe space. The only black queer people is all we got is each other at this point. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, this is where I'm at. Like, I don't trust anyone if they're not black and queer for real, to be honest. That's the truth. I was just like, I can't tell you how many times niggas called me faggot talking about you ain't part of the culture because you're gay, but they be the main ones saying that they pro-black. Get the fuck out my face, nigga. Like, I, how can I take you seriously and you sitting here calling me faggot, but you just said that you're pro-black and you black first. Clearly, I wasn't when you was fucking calling me, and now I gotta beat your ass on top of that. And then you're gonna really... <laughs> Let me stop, because now I'm getting, like... <laughs> no, but for real, though, then they have the audacity to be upset when black men and black women who are gay choose non-black partners. What kind of That's home hard. did you ever get them? What kind of safety did you ever give them to make them think that that was going to be okay? That's something you got to take on the chin. Sorry, Brebra. But anyway, we are going to go ahead and move on to the next topic. Um, This is something that I chose because um, it's something that is going on and I feel like we don't talk about it enough. I don't think we've ever talked about, um, we've talked a lot about police reform, but I don't think we've talked a lot about prison reform, which is where a lot of black and brown people go to die. We always talk about um, the 13th Amendment, but we don't talk about how it said that slavery is completely illegal unless it's in the prison system. Um, I don't think that we have enough conversations about it. And there is something going on at a particular prison, which, by the way, I just want to let you know, this is not the only prison it's happening at. This is just an, an example of what's going on all over the nation with privatized prisons, which almost every president has benefited off of. As much as we say we love Clinton, I'm sorry. That man was literally like he made so much money off of just privatized prisons. Mm. Um, so I, I just want to go ahead and have a little conversation about that, um, just for awareness, because we need to know, because it's us in there. I have a video. Because it's too important, and I'm sorry. It's too important. Uh, the 18th human being has died at Rikers Island Jail in New York City. 18th person this year. To give you some perspective, 16 people died last year, and they declared it uh, a human rights crisis, that they were going to take steps to remedy it, obviously steps that have not been taken because things have gotten worse. And I've made multiple videos on this, and since the last video I made on this, which was that person number 14, and that person had taken their own life, um, since that video, it's been a little over a month, so about a person a week has died since the time I made that video. And, and it looks like, unfortunately, before we get to the end of this year, it's going to be two people a month that died this year. Hopefully it's not more than that. Um, look, Rikers Island is a pretrial detention center. That means the vast majority 
of the people being detained there. 84% of them are being held pretrial. They have not yet been convicted of a crime. Now, it shouldn't matter because they didn't get the death penalty and they shouldn't be in peril where they're going to die or in conditions where their life is in danger, regardless of what they did. But the vast majority of them haven't even been convicted of a crime yet. And the reason, overwhelmingly, that they are there is because they are poor people. It's also part of the reason that the jail probably hasn't been closed down because poor people don't have a lot of power. Okay. But the 18th human being has died. That's a person with a, a family, with friends, with a community. They are gone. Any hope that they had of coming out and living a different life, having a better life, that's all gone. For them and their family, forever. They're gone. And and also for 17 other people just this year. Here in the city, this is something you can do on Thursday. This is basically the running the whole day. There's, there's going to be people there that you can talk to, learn more, figure out how to advocate better on this. This is what I'm going to recommend if you're in the city, something you can do. Something you can do. Yeah, I'm really, like, something that I've noticed that is so true, like, when you really think about it, a lot of people that are in jail is because they were simply just poor. And like, what else, like, what the fuck do you expect them to do? Like, it's, we're at a point where it's illegal to be homeless. It's illegal to literally lay on the sidewalk. It's illegal to lay on the bench. It's illegal to eat out the trash can. So it's like, if you're homeless, then you might as well be dead because it's like, how dare you be homeless under a capitalist society? Like, we have to take you to jail for that. It's really fucking sad. And that's why I don't really say crime. I say poverty crimes because that's what it is. I don't even know if it's not even a crime. It's just poverty punishment. Like, how dare you be poor? Poverty punishment. Damn. And really is. It's, it's, it's punishment for being, for being poor at the end of the day. Um, I'm going to play a second video that actually stitched the first one. But before I do... Um, I need people to understand. I I understand the way we think about the about the prison system, and what we think about the people within the the prison system, especially with the way that media is and the way that it not only romanticizes the crime but it also oversaturates the media with what we feel like actual crime is. When a lot of times when people are selling drugs, they're trying to eat. When a lot of times people are stealing from stores, they just want their families to be okay. And we don't have that mindset whatsoever. And we don't look at them as people, our mothers, our sisters, our brothers, our best friends. Anybody could be in this situation. Weed crimes. I live in Denver. Do you know that everybody in this fucking state would have gone to jail for how many years if they lived down south? Come the fuck on, man. But yeah. Rights crisis. I do not care if you are for prison reform or you are not for prison reform. This is a human rights violation. I know that most of you think that the people on Rikers Island are the most deplorable and heinous criminals that have ever walked the face of this earth. I'm here to tell you something. Rikers Island is a pre-trial detention center. I'm going to say that one more time. 
It is a pre-trial detention center. Getting arrested for a crime is not a death sentence. Getting arrested for a crime should not be a death sentence. Our governor has done absolutely nothing. Our mayor supports the corrections officers at Rikers Islands. Our mayor supports keeping Rikers Island open. Our mayor does not support the closure of Rikers Island. Rikers Island was scheduled to close, and the closure has now been pushed back to 2027. And if I had to guess it, it'll be pushed back another 10 years. Because to everyone else, this doesn't seem like a problem that these people are losing their lives for no reason. Again, I do not give a flying fuck if you are for prison reform or not. No one gets to play judge, jury, prosecutor, and executor. No one deserves to die in prison. No one deserves to die at a, at a detention center. No one. And for the people who don't think it's your issue, it is. It's everyone's issue. And I am begging everyone to bring awareness. I am begging everyone to hold Governor Hochul and hold Eric Adams accountable for this. This needs to stop. These people do not deserve to die. And the death toll continues to rise each year. I know that was a heavy topic and I know that's hard for a lot of us to swallow because we have to realize that these are, these, these are people that we know. We just don't know them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not okay. It's not okay that they get to stay there and have to literally legally be in slavery. And we are saying nothing about about it. And the only reason we're talking about it right now is because 18 people have died. We should have been talking about it from the beginning. And that's, that's the only I regret I have. When I hear fucking people, when I hear people say, oh, slavery is over and slavery was 400 years ago. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, bitch. Slavery is still very much here. Um, first of all, capitalism is here. So yes, yeah, slavery is here. And then you also have situations like this. So again, get the fuck out my face. Um, I'm not trying like more than just cotton fields, bitch. <laughs> you just don't realize that we have moved beyond cotton fields, and now we're doing license plates and plaster and all kinds of things that they make to the point where, in other prisons, I just don't have videos on that. They're in other prisons right now. They are actually on strike and they're being limited food and water because they are saying, I'm not going to work for free anymore. And these are people who are not murderers or pedophiles or all of these things that you say that everybody in prison is. These are people in for drug crimes. These are people who have been evicted and who have gone to drugs. These are your family members. People who couldn't even, people who probably couldn't, something as simple as not even paying the car tag. Like just petty shit. Mm. Mm. Messages. Hey, Fletch. It absolutely hey, is punishment. Um, when I was growing up, I used to always be disturbed at, uh, by this concept that I would hear about. So my mom used to be a, shep a deputy sheriff up here in the Cleveland um, jails. And she uh, would actually be kind of in charge of the uh, drunk tank at night. She worked the night shift. And she would tell me about how sometimes folks 
because they didn't have money, because they were poor, they would find ways to get themselves into trouble so they could literally go into jail to have a, uh, to have shelter, to have a roof over their head and potentially the concept of a meal. And I knew right then and there that it was, it was a motherfucker. What a motherfucker. To make it so that people are so desperate that they'll choose imprisonment to get just their basic needs met. Just a basic quality of life. But mm. yeah, it's been, mm. it's, it's been, look, I always say the Paul Mooney joke. The plan was never for us to get free, to get free. And they've been working every way to get it that way. Listen, and I hate to be quoting Paul Mooney, you pedophile motherfucker, but that's another story. <laughs> <sighs> it, this, this, never mind. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me, but, uh, these people don't care. They do not care. Um, conservatives and liberals alike, they do not give a shit. They, they care about going home and, and having their comfy lives. They don't care yeah. about actually making things better. But then when it affects their life, then they're like, oh, what do we have to do to, to bring back the status quo to when it was um, favorable to us? Yeah. They do not care. We need a complete dismantling of this entire country. And um, it's not going to change. It's not going to change within within reforms. We need to push to, to help people as much as we can. But what needs to happen is revolution. And um, I'm tired of that being such a, a whisper. We need to have full on Conservatives, especially, they want to see everybody die. Um, liberals, they want to, they want to make everybody feel, you know, like they're they're good, whether because they're tough on crime or when it's convenient that they But they don't fucking follow through. It's time for fucking revolution. It's time to fucking stop um, pussyfooting around um, the elephant in the room. It's so true. And I feel like there's just so many of us who are blind. Because, you know, when I was living on the farm um, a long time ago, we used to call it like a closed ecosystem. Because we ate there, we shit there, we grew everything we want there, all of those things. You have to understand that slavery within America is a closed loop system. It's always been this way. It's been this way since they freed us. They knew for, like, listen, as long as you're free, quote unquote, because remember, capitalism is going to get you even if the prison system doesn't. But when the prison system gets you, that's it. Think about Black queer people who are in the system and have to, Black queer women that are there going to send to man jail. Mm -hmm. be assaulted for how many years how long did they get sentenced we have no idea i'm gonna tell a really fucked up story so um um a long time ago when i used to have a job as a recruiter um i used to go ahead and recruit uh, uh for any kind of security there was a person who called in and told me that he used to work for corrections and of course, as a recruiter, you ask the question, why did you leave? And he said, oh, I don't think you want to know this story. I immediately knew I was going to hire him, first off. And then I secondly also knew I wanted to know what he was going to say. 
And he said, I couldn't stay there any longer. There was a young boy who was in jail with this older person. The kid was 16 years old, being tried as an adult in the state of Texas for a weed crime. Mm. They put him in this cell with this older man who had, had been, who had been arrested for sex crimes. He was raped over and over. And he went to the person that I am interviewing, this corrections officer. And this corrections officer was like, I did everything in my power. I went to every single person. I went to however I could to get him moved so that he would be okay because he got six years for having an ounce of weed on him. The ending of the story is not okay. He walks into work one morning and the boy is, and the boy has killed the man who has continued to rape him over and over and over. So now he's not in jail for six years for an ounce of weed. Now he's in jail for 25 for murder. Sorry, I'm getting a little upset. That was a child. My little sister is 17 years old. This boy was 16 years old. And he was small. How many months was he being violated before he started to sharpen something? So he let his attacker know that if you're going to get this, you're gonna get this shiv too. And instead of saying, I'm so sorry that you had to go ahead and kill your attacker who you've been complaining about. Can we call it a complaint? Who you've been screaming about. Apparently for, for over a year, over a year. And you finally snap and they put you in jail for 20 years. Mm. Where'd you go? Let me tell you something. That man who told me the story on that phone, that man was broken. That nigga was broken. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I knew when I brought up this topic that it was going to get fucked up because I had someone of a, of a bird's eye view, no real experience with this particular topic. But in my mind, I was like, there's no way we can't talk about this. There's yeah. no way. This Ooh. is real life, y'all. This is shit that's really happening still. Message? <laughs> you know, they're perfectly okay with people suffering and dying in all these different ways, from, from the prisons to uh, people being homeless, to people being shot by the cops, to being beaten by them, all these different things that happen. Um, but they, heaven forbid, that that comes knocking on their door. 
they cry like little fucking infants. They are not as tough as they, they try to act like they are. And I'm telling you, people on the left, we need to fucking stand up and do something. Enough of this fucking playing into their game. Agreed. Agreed. Whew. But that was a lot. <laughs> so we're gonna. Sadly, we do have to keep it moving. But I, I just really want to make sure I put out there that when you see that people have a criminal record, like this conservative mindset of automatically thinking that they're a terrible person because someone's been arrested, it's so fucked up and so outdated and you're hurting people. That's all. <laughs> That's all. All right. So uh, let's talk about interracial relationships. <laughs> Yo, there's no segue for this uh, from prison reform. Um, there's, there's just no, there's just no segue. Next on Dragon Ball Z. You know, um, so, so um, first and foremost, before we get any of the stuff queued up, Aaron, how do you feel about interracial relationships and would you ever be in one? So I would I would only be in one only if he is pretty much on the same shit that I'm on, which is knowing that all white people are inherently racist, including him because he benefits from the system and he's working to dismantle it, destroy it. Then sure. Then but that's very, very hard to find in a white person. I I mean really hard. Telling a white person that all white people are inherently racist, including you, that's gonna piss baby. <laughs> they ain't trying to hear that. But yeah, um, I I um I do still believe that love is love. Obviously, like I'm I'm here for it. But me personally, it's still very much. I'm just gonna stick to blackness because that's where I feel the most safe. Um, with black queer people. So, however, I do know like there's a shit ton of people out here like. So there could be, I could find a needle in the haystack situation and find a white man who was literally as radical as fuck as I am and is on the same shit that I am and knows that whiteness is inherently dangerous and white people are, and is working every day to destroy the system that he benefits from, then sure. But again, 99.9% .9 are not on that shit. Not 99.9. .9. I was going to say 99.5. Like See, I'm okay. way more positive than Aaron is. He don't, they don't know. But no. Um, <laughs> so in reference to interracial, so for me personally, um, I'm a very much never say never type of person, but it's very much the same as you. Like, I don't need an ally. I need an accomplice. I need somebody who is more about it than me, especially if they're white, because you hold more privilege than I do. So you need to be more about it than I am, period. Um, but also at the same time, um, and listen, I've dated white guys, white girls, and things like that before. But to be real, the the breakdown always happened when I had to bring to them an issue they didn't know how to handle. And it was always a race issue. There was one interracial relationship that I was ever in, where I, whereas the reason why we broke up was not a race issue, and that's the truth. <laughs> like, shout out to Danny. Hey, Danny. But yeah, no, that was... Uh, <laughs> but that was... That was like... Shut up. 
<laughs> but um, that was that. Like honestly, it's not something that happens often because when we say that fuck an, an ally, we want an accomplice. When I say you gotta be so much more about it than I am, especially if we were to have children. Oh my god. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Anyway. Um. Uh, but I do want to go ahead and uh, and play some videos for you guys because I think uh, we need more introspection than just my holy black ass. You feel me? Like... Blame. Blame. The white mother. And I'm going to tell you why. Hi, I want to add to this conversation. So I didn't have the stereotypical biracial experience growing up. And what I mean when I say that is I've never really um, struggled with a white mom who didn't understand that I was black. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a mother who understood the assignment out the gate, understood that she had black children, raised us as such, right? So it wasn't, she told us all the time, you're not a little white girl, you're not a little white boy, this is not your reality, this is not your life. We learned about racism, we learned about how the world looked at us, we learned about the, how the world looked at my dad and my, my family on my father's side, and how, you know, prejudice was a thing. My mother also made sure that we understood that we were half white, so we do have more privilege than um, you know, my uncles and my aunts and my grandma and my grandpa, and that because of that, we need to use our privilege to amplify and fight for our community even more. As I've gotten older, when I see interracial couples, it literally makes my skin crawl. It literally makes my skin crawl. As a biracial woman, it makes my skin crawl because nine times out of 10, I know why that black man picked that white woman. And I don't think that my father is any different from that. I think the real issue here is how these men view themselves. I think that my father wanted to escape his blackness as much as possible and i think that he thought that by going to get a white woman it dissolved him of any stereotype it dissolved him of his history it dissolved him of his trauma it dissolved him of his past and he looked at as getting a white woman and having all these kids as like a, a step up right this this poor little black boy from the hood got this white one has biracial kids and now i stepped up in life which is just not the reality all of those conversations that my mother had with me about race and, and, and understanding that I'm black and accepting my black and black is beautiful and you get black Barbie dolls. My father was never a part of these conversations with me. Never. I've never had a race conversation with my father as a child. Absolutely never. Never. And I truly believe it's because he wanted to absolve his blackness in us. And that is why you see in situations where, you know, these biracial children aren't as fortunate as me who has a mother who understands that their children is black while they are so lost so confused and have such hatred towards their blackness because their father or it's huge i was gonna say mother but ain't no black mom acting like that their father has so much hate, inner hate for himself and his own blackness that he just spews onto his children. And then you have these white women who don't accept the fact that they have black children, don't accept the fact that, you know, the, if they're having children for aesthetics and not the fact that their children are really black. You have these kids who pop up so confused and filled with so much self-hatred against themselves because they don't know who they are. Girl, she ate that. Now she's dragging her, <laughs> now she dragging her father yeah. on for it. Also, like I said before, we know that black women date outside their race for a totally different reason as to why black men date outside their race. Nine times out of ten, we know why and what the T is. Let's get into it. Aaron, please explain why. <laughs> no, let's let, let's be for real. Why do oh, first of all, why do black women date outside their race? 
because there's a lot of misogyny war and colorism from straight black men in the black community. So if you're constantly told that, oh, this is why you're single, you can't get nobody and you're not even attracting, you look like a man. If you're constantly little, masculinized all the fucking time from black men, then the, why are you surprised that black women are dating outside the race? And it's like, and then like she said in the video, black men are starting to date outside the race more and start going for just white women because again, desirability politics, whiteness equals more desirable. And plus we see whiteness as like a sign of higher status. So, and you know, black men love that status shit and patriarchy and trying to be head of everything. So it's like, I have to get me a white woman because they'll submit and they'll listen to me. And, but at the same time, it looks like I have a trophy wife because I'm a part of the status quo, which is whiteness. It's so much to it, <laughs> but there, yeah. There, that's and, but that's why I wanted you to explain a little bit, a, a little bit because there is so much nuance. And, be, and because a lot of black women date outside of their race, literally as a last result, I need people to understand how loyal almost painfully loyal that black, and I'm sadly, I'm one of the bitches I'm talking about, but um, painfully loyal <laughs> to, <laughs> to black men. They really are. But black men see white women or Spanish women or just any, any non-black woman as a trophy. So I also need you to know any of uh, if any preferences are listening they don't treat you any better they just use you to shit on black women but you don't get better treatment i don't know if you know but yeah and the reason why i wanted to talk about it was because first of all it was such a good video because i feel like it was so painfully honest about what it was like. Um, but before we go ahead and uh, move on to something different, I need people to understand, um, I'm not against interracial relationships at all. I'm against some of the reasons that people get into interracial relationships. And sadly, that happens to be a lot of black men. My mom is a nurse and she's a neonatal care nurse. She's Jamaican. You you get it. They're all nurses. It's fine. Usually, if but you listen. ask a black man why he got why he only wants white women, he can never give you a reason why without bringing up black women. Oh, they're loud. Oh. They get. They do this. They do that. They keep holding me accountable. And so it's like they can never give you a reason without tearing down black women as to why they why they strictly did outside their race. When black women will tell you that, well, this domestic violence. I get my ass whooped. They call me ugly. They oh, oh my god! Stop it. <laughs> And that's why, like, <laughs> I didn't know you was going to say that. Like, damn, I didn't know you was going to go completely Tina Turner. Yes. <laughs> uh, but this is the well, thing. Black what, is a real thing. It is. No, that's, that's what I was about to say. Like, sadly, as much as I would like to skate past that part and just kind of make it a joke, every four to six hours, a black woman disappears. And we're not counting black trans women. We're not counting black femboys. We're not counting any of that. And we're dying at the hands of heterosexual men, heterosexual black men as well. Are we gonna pretend that's not a thing? Okay. Woo, 
like, what about the other communities? What I gotta do with me? We have to keep reminding folks again, this is a black queer podcast, so everything that we're talking about is black and queer, like literally intertwined. Every blackness and queerness intertwined. Like this is for black this black shit, black queer shit only. Like I, I remind folks that, like, oh well, white folks do it too. This is for black folk, black queer people and the black shit, black and queer as fuck, period. The intertwine of both of them, not either one. It's not for white folks, it's not strictly for cishet black folks, it's for black queer folks and black shit intertwined in that shit because we're black and queer period and listen if you want to listen and you don't have either of those identities welcome nigga but what i'm saying period is that no one's going to derail the conversation that we're about to have no one is going to stop us from speaking up for black and queer people at all fucking times. Because the one thing that our community loves to do is completely forget that we exist. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here. And, 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 and white people don't get comfortable. When we go to anywhere where you guys go, <laughs> we can't exist honestly and openly and comfortably. You're not better. You're not better. Just gonna put that out there. Just like when I made that TikTok video, which, girl, I didn't even think that video would go viral like that. Like, you know, it's at uh, almost at 160,000 views and almost at 40 likes. And again, it was about that video of me addressing the black community and calling out straight black men. And you have straight black men in the comments talking about, well, all communities, homophobia is everywhere. I'm like, once again, did you not read the fucking title? It said, black community let's talk i'm addressing the black community black queer shit i'm black i again no critical thinking skills and then you got fucking white folks saying yeah i'm like shut your asses up this is black people business so it's like girl they don't again it's no the same way thinking. it's the same way where they take takeoffs death <clears throat> and they think it's completely okay to talk about black on black crime this poor boy just fucking died. And you want to go ahead and take your political standpoint on this poor boy's death. That's already disgusting, right? That's already nasty, right? And you want to talk about black and black crime, which, by the way, doesn't exist. It's called pri- crime by proximity. When white people are the only ones who travel to kill. And that's ancestral, bitch. Just like they travel into the fucking movie theaters and the churches and the fucking... Just like y'all travel to Africa. Just like y'all travel to India. Just like y'all travel to the... You know what? Listen. You know what? We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Yeah, let's move on. We're going to move on. So, um, before we get to the last topic, which is actually going to be fun, you guys. We decided to end it on a high note. Um, But... But what I will say is that unfortunately, um, and not unfortunately, it's something we need to be aware of, especially in the States. I feel like it's something that, not that I'm close to, but it's something that I feel so much for because even when I was young and again, protesting at the fucking gas station or Publix or whatever, um, you know, obviously we were invading Iran. We were talking about Iraq. We were invading Iraq. And now there's so much going on in Iran right now. And um, I'm me nor Aaron has much to say 
only because we are not Iranian, we are not Muslim, we are not anything, but we are a marginalized group of people recognizing that a marginalized group of people is really fucked up right now. And if anybody from Iran is listening, um, we are with you. We support all of the Iranian women. Um, and I'm sorry, we can't do more. I just, I just hope even on this small platform that we have, I just hope somebody's listening and that anybody in Iran knows that we care. I have some news from Iran. They're really heartbreaking news. The Iran national beach soccer team that were playing um, when they got to the airport in Iran, they were all taken away by the forces. Nobody knows where they were at. Um, and all the prisoners that have been in prison since the beginning of the protests, there's thousands of them, thousands of women, men that have been prisoned. There is now going to be a rule that they have to be executed. So anyone protesting in the streets, if they get taken away, they will be killed. That's becoming a rule. That's become, oh my gosh. And the worst part is half of these women who are imprisoned are young girls who are virgins. And in Islamic Republic, they don't execute a woman who is a virgin. They have to essay her before they execute her. They cannot execute a virgin. So half of these women are going to be essayed before getting killed. And there is even more because there is still protests going on. They're arresting more people every day. And now they don't have to deal with not having space to keep people in the prisons anymore because they're just going to go ahead and kill them all. And this is a massacre. Like, the world needs to do something. The governments, the other governments, like, what they're doing apparently is not enough because the Islamic Republic isn't even trying to hide their shit anymore. They're not trying to hide it anymore. They're just, like, announcing it that, yeah, we're going to kill you all if you come out in the streets because nobody else does anything about it so we're gonna start using the hashtag hashtag that i'm gonna post underneath this video for no executions in iran please follow that please follow everybody who's um talking about this this is really important this is thousands of people's lives in danger thank you all for your support as always and of course so I'm speechless in in for for the women of Iran for the women and men of Iran who are fighting for this I just want to do 10 seconds of silence for them because I don't know what else to do other than to boost this and also say as a marginalized community, I am so sorry. This is something that you're going through. It's not deserved. It's a, it's, it should be a humanitarian issue. White people who love their fucking pets should be at least trying to talk about this. And I'm so upset that no one cares. These women are dying. These boys and, 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 not happening to white people and that's all that matters is that it's that's not really happening to them. so i want to 
do 10 seconds of silence before we get to any messages that we may have. Ashe. Um, I worked with a guy a few years ago, and he said that he want he don't like black women. He said they're ghetto. He said he likes uh, Russian women. And mind you, he was what probably like twenty years old, I think. What a shock! Okay, passport boy. Let me tell you something. I hope your bitch ass has money because you 90 day uh, fiance niggas is going to go over there and realize these bitches need you to have fucking money. And us, we just want you to go to therapy. Which one is cheaper, bitch? Do your thing. Uh, I'm tired. This is exhausting. Just this is this is too like I'm still and you know America ain't gonna they ain't gonna talk about this shit. <laughs> oh, not at all. Not at all. But this is why we have this is why Aaron and I have this show. This is why that we do what we do every Tuesday night and make sure these are things are uploaded to Spotify. You know why? Because we have to join with one another. You have to understand that we know exactly what you're going through. And if there's ever a time that we can go ahead and shine a light on marginalized people who are dying as marginalized people who used to be dying, we're going to have that conversation every fucking time. And again, to Iran, I have so much privilege and I have to recognize that in this fucking moment. Something you fucking crackers can't do. I'm sorry. Anyway. I need to go ahead and... Uh, and, and then, okay. <laughs> so, listen, the, I need you to understand with all of the privilege that I have in this land, despite whatever trials and tribulations that I go through, it is nothing in comparison. People are being killed for going outside. And I just want to say that even though I am not with you, I am with you. The Earth is Ghetto podcast is with you every step of the fucking way. I need to make that very fucking clear. And if anybody is not on that tip, I promise you, you and I can fight in the fucking street. Message me, bitch. That's it. Period. <sighs> Girl. Yo, this is a heavy ass show. I wasn't expecting to be this goddamn heavy. It's like, damn, we spot, like we went from this. Now we're gonna talk about dick. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I just don't want anybody in the Middle East to feel disrespected before they're like, oh, this is the part that we can listen to before we get to the next one. But girl, now let's talk. we got we here for y'all. Now let's talk about dick. <laughs> Oh, don't say it like that. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. But for real, okay, okay. Before we even get into it, so we're going to do some light stuff before we get into the nitty-gritty of what we're going to talk about. I feel like a lot of times, especially as Black queer people trying to move through the world, 
I feel like that sometimes we want different things than that street straight people do in relationships. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of being queer because again, the straights are boring. <laughs> no, stop, stop it. I'm trying to do better. Come stop. on. <laughs> you, you're like, Y'all suck. No, no, no. But no, but <laughs> the, the, no, but the, I guess the reason that I ask is um, because I know that even though we're both queer, we have completely different relationships with sex and dating and so on and so forth. And I feel like people kind of have to understand what that's like. So as a non-binary, as a black non-binary person dating in the South, <laughs> how's that going? I'm sorry. Pretty shitty. Um, <laughs> oh, God damn. Like again, there's so much I wish there was a phobia for like non-binary people like people who just don't like binary people because a lot of a lot of cis gay men do not like non-binary like well why can't you just do that? I'm like girl no like bitch my pronouns are they them like I don't have I don't know how many times I gotta tell you that but yes it's very hard because again that also aligns with femphobia and hell sometimes Trans and transphobia can go along with that as well when we talk about androgyny and being non-binary as well. Um, it's just a lot to it. And I've been told so many times, oh, I like this about you, but I don't like your other side or I don't like your feminine side. I'm like, bitch, I do what I want. Well, We're going to get into that in a second. Because huh? <laughs> for I don't care who you are, that doesn't make sense for you to say to anybody who you're trying to fuck. Just saying. But um, question. As a non-binary black person, what is one of the things that you are looking for in a spouse? Not in a run-through, because we all we don't need like attributes for run-throughs. You don't even gotta speak English, honestly. But so so somebody who you would actually be with, what are the attributes you are actually looking for as a black non-binary? Some uh, and depending on who you are, masculine presenting person. I was, hmm. I got you, huh? <laughs> it's a lot. Well, most of this stuff is common sense stuff, like communication. Like these niggas can't communicate. I want you have to be able to communicate with me. That's just in any relationship. But that's why it's, I feel I feel like if niggas could communicate, I would have been married, bitch. Like the fuck. Oh shit. <laughs> Don't be under 25 and in Alabama talk about, I could have been married, bitch. Like, that's a problem already. <laughs> and when I say marriage, I'm talking, like, figuratively, bitch. I ain't trying to get, like, you know. You know what? That's a good question. As a non-binary queer person, if somebody wanted to marry you and you loved them, obviously, and they wanted to get traditionally married, how do you feel about that? If I did, it would definitely be a very, very small ass wedding on like the beach somewhere with just my close friends. So like obviously like you and like um a few other people. But it's I ain't finna have no big ass people show up at some random church somewhere or like I ain't Okay, to... so 
let's talk about the wedding a little bit because now I'm interested, right? So if you were to go ahead and have a wedding and it's, we're going to Fiji, bitch, and we're having a wedding, right? Um, what is the most important um, part to you? Because we already already know we're going to be a small group or we're going to be lit. Like, so what is the... <laughs> What is the most important part to you? And do you care whether your parents can give you away at your wedding or not? Yo, you know my answer to that. Means- I know, but I had to ask because I said it. <laughs> like, I had to- I'm like, like, I never plan, like, I don't expect to get any blessing from my parents at this point. Like, you know how I feel about them. Bitch, I don't need your permission. Like, this is the man that I'm sucking. This is the dick that I'm sucking. You need to know that, bitch. And if you have a problem with it, I don't give a damn. Because this is what it really comes down to. This is why they want you to come up with Christmas and Thanksgiving, bitch. Because, oh, my God, imagine what they be doing. Yeah, bitch, we fucking, and now we here for Thanksgiving, ho. I want to give you a gray area situation. So let's say, because this is what happens with Caribbean kids, especially Black Caribbean kids, if a parent comes around, it's usually a parent. They are usually not together on this shit. So let's say one of your parents came completely around, but they, even though they came completely around, they were still uncomfortable walking down the aisle. Grudge or no grudge? Like like, (laughs) they'll be sitting down, they just can't walk me down. Yeah, they're just like, I, I want, I'm like, listen, I'm old. I'm trying to, I want to accept anything and I want to be there on your day, but I don't think I'm completely comfortable walking you down the aisle. Now, especially when we only want to be in spaces that we only, where we're celebrated. But also being that it's also very rare for a black parent to be like, I love you unconditionally. Where are you? Well, girl, I didn't feel comfortable walking to get baptized, but I did it anyway when I was fucking seven years old, bitch. <laughs> so, so, that's a completely different situation. I'm to surmise, <laughs> <laughs> to surmise, uh, basically, if they're not willing to go all the way, what's the point? Pretty much, yeah. It's like, girl, stay your ass home. You know, um, and, and, and that I actually agree with because that's supposed to be your day. That's like, I don't have to argue with you about my day. What do you mean? That's like them saying, oh, girl, yeah, I come to the wedding, but I can't watch on the kissing part. I just turn my head. Stay your ass <laughs> home, bitch. <laughs> the phobia jumped out. All I know is that even though part of me is like, yo, if Aaron gets married, I want to be their maiden of honor. But then part of me is like, nah, my role has always been flower girl. I need to go out there with a basket of fucking flowers. And every time the beat drop, I'm like, ow, like that's how I'm supposed to support you. Like that's how I feel. (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie. But if I got married, I'd be like, no, Aaron, you got to stand next to me and be my and be my one of my bridesmaids. Yeah. It's not equal. I'm working on it. Um, what your wedding to be? <laughs> what do I want my wedding to be? Oh, shit. Well, first of all, <laughs> even though I'm talking about who's going to walk you down the aisle, I know I'm not going to ask my mom, who is the only parent who I love, <laughs> to walk me down the aisle, right? Um, just because she's not going to want to, and that's fine. 
but one thing that I will do is I'm going to take one of my very good friends. And when I say they're going to be holding the train as I twerk, all right, it's going to be an amazing fucking ride. And I hope that it's on a mountain or a hill somewhere because I need space, air, and I also need a beautiful background and scenery. That's how I feel. Um, I don't feel like I need a white dress just because like I'm queer and who needs it. And also I'm also ancestrally Nigerian. They don't get married in white. They go to funerals in white, but I'm not dying. So what are we doing? So I, I want it to be colorful and beautiful and all that shit, 100%. Period. <sighs> Message. Oh, I came in on time, bitch. First thing I heard was Aaron say, um, let's talk about dick. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm here. Oh, ears are perked. Okay. Hi, my loves. Hey, Aaron. Hey, honey. And hey, Sid. Hey, boo. Hope you both are doing well. I'm listening to my baby's tea. Okay. Okay, yeah, let's let's talk about What it. a Let great me... segue, because I was trying to go soft, you know, to yeah, get into I don't it. All that. Let me go ahead and uh, give a disclaimer for the straight people that's going to listen to this episode or this podcast or whatever. Um, on Black Queer Podcast, we will be talking about queer sex in detail, very explicit, just like straight people do on the daily. So if that's a problem with you, you might want to leave. <laughs> Got it, because we're going to be talking about all the juices and all the shit that y'all like to talk about, just a queer version. So I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> no, no need to talk. Okay, so Let's okay now. So let's question for you anal or no anal? Oh, wow, what that you didn't even try to introduce it. Oh, no, just oh. like anal, can we talk about it first? You didn't even try. You didn't, right. yeah. What's the point? Let's just talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, Well, how do you feel about it? I was just like, Damn it, that's not the same thing. All right, so, um, <laughs> so. Thank you. So, Okay, so I got turned out when it came to like anal, like in general. Now I'll be honest with you, <laughs> I feel so exposed right now. But uh, to be honest with you, it's not something that I have um, done a lot. But when I was into it, I was into it. You know? But 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 but, and I, sorry, straight men. You guys scare me, so I don't even want to tell you I like it, because I feel like you're going to hurt me. Girl, they love, you know, they get overexcited. They love to just ram it in, child. Where's the oils? Also, since we're going to be talking about turn-ons and turn-offs, I do want to say, like, there's not enough foreplay at all when it comes to masculine men. Deep, deep uh, quotation marks. I don't, I don't do that kissing shit. Well, bitch, let me get my person lead then, bitch, because I ain't going to get turned on. That does not make my booty hole tingle, bitch. You ain't going to get none of this booty cat. If you say, I don't do that kissing shit, that's too intimate. Bitch, you are inside of me, bitch. I, oh my! Whoa. Okay. You know what? I feel like Aaron just made me realize I should have had more respect for myself. Damn, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, but uh, but also, 
I'm like, damn, I didn't come here for therapy. Um, but at the same <laughs> at the same time, but no, at the same time, I really is something that I realize is that whenever I have sex with somebody who's queer, a man who a, a black well, usually for me, a black man who is bisexual. When I say when you finally get to them, you're just like, damn, you know what the fuck you're doing. Look, girl, and, listen. And you, and you know actually how to get something revved up and not just me be dry as the Sahara where you try to fumble for some lube. Girl, listen, I told you bisexual men is where it's at. Like, girl, because girl, let me know. I ain't trying to hurt you. But you but, know what's um, sad? We demonize them so much, they don't even come out like that. Like, they have to be so comfortable with you to even tell you some shit like that. And it's the truth. And some women would feel like, oh my God, I can't believe you lied to me. And I'm just like, the fact that you think he lied to you is the reason why he didn't tell you shit. I don't know if you know. It's like, yeah, he, the reason he didn't say anything because you was literally calling him a punk and a sissy every time you got mad and trying to... uh Call, call him the bitches and shit, and you, know, you gay anyway. Every time you got mad at him, your homophobia jumps out, bitch. Like y'all be like, be so disrespectful to these men, and then you wonder like, why ain't they ain't to be honest with us, girl? Get it together. I don't mind dragging pick me women for a women for a minute, because at the end of the day, they actually are probably the biggest complainers for of download cult um of download culture but they are the ones who actually contribute to it the most i don't care what anybody has to say it's just the truth as far as i'm concerned because they have no i don't remember i don't know who it was but it was somebody who was like posing a question like Oh, let's say I'm a sister of a guy and I know the the girl they're dating is actually trans. Do I tell them? And of course I was thinking, why the fuck would you do that? If that girl dies, are you are you gonna be also implicated for for murder? <laughs> off topic, off topic, but you know. <sighs> so. Okay, we are off topic. Okay, back to ping. So. <laughs> I'm just like, let's be philosophical so I don't have to talk about my vagina. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so <laughs> no, okay, so let's start with you because I'm scared. Um, so let's start with you. What are your, what is your three biggest turn offs? And then I want to hear your three biggest turn off, turn ons. Three biggest turn um, smells. I don't do smells. Like, girl, I, I'm sorry. I, like, adults here, I'm not trying to suck a musty dick. I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't see how straight women do it. Some straight women just ignore it because, again, I stand behind my man and he had a long day at work. Fuck that nigga. Bitch, get some Dow soap and scrub up your balls, bitch. Um, yeah, so that's... This nigga almost killed me. I know it was silence to you. But Aaron j almost just killed me. I was trying to drink water when the fuck they just said that. I just want to, I want to put that out there. Almost died. But anyway, uh <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like some of the girls like a vinegar dick. I'm not sucking no vinegar dick. Um, turn off number two. Uh, <laughs> if you don't eat ass, I'm sorry, it's not gonna work out. Like I got a fat ass. It's there for a reason. You're gonna be munching on it. It is what it is. 
Um, I don't know what the fuck your problem is. Why don't you eat ass? <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm going to sit on your face, and you're gonna be tongue deep in my hole. Number three. Those are be in detail. I don't give a fuck. Uh, number three. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see. Turn off number three. Hmm. Don't think you can slap me, bitch. I will fucking uppercut you, bitch. Don't put your hands on me. I have a question. Has anybody black ever tried to slap you? Yes, but they didn't do. Okay, I'll say this because they do. Sometimes you. Wait, hold on. You bet. You don't backpedal the pussy pop now. What you mean? I got slutty moments. So it's like, slap <laughs> me. It's gonna be like during the heat of the moment. Some of you, a lot of you niggas, don't know when to do what. Like you don't know when to choke. You don't know when to slap at the right time because your ego it's is so. so fuck true. Fuck you doing? If you choke me and the dick ain't good, I'm calling the police. Abolition can wait. <laughs> it. Abolition can wait. I'm calling. <laughs> Um, because a lot of y'all know what y'all doing, like girl. So I don't mind being slapped, but don't make it too hard and know when the right time to slap me. Because again, I like being but if if you my man, if you my man, I'm in love with you, bitch. I don't mind being a little slick. But um, yeah, okay, three turn orange. Kissing. Again, if, if that turned me on, I can kiss all major. Day. I agree. Major. Second. Uh, communication. If you can communicate, like, bitch, I cannot read your mind, so if you can actually tell me how your day is and, like, tell me what's going on, I would instantly want to suck your dick. Um, Boom. Turn on number three. What else? Mm. <laughs> Come on now. Is that all you need? What's going on? <laughs> Oh, I have very sensitive nipples. So basically, if you do, if you know what you're doing, you could probably get me off from just play, to be honest. Damn. You just <laughs> you just made me forget about a kink I had. Um, so. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, so three biggest turn-offs. I, I feel like ours are going to mirror each other in a certain sense because cleanliness is everything. Like, what if I want to eat ass? What if I want to suck your dick from the back? If it smells like cheese, I'm going to feel like I felt assaulted. And I will call the police because it's fucked up. You can't do that to people. Um, and then and then also, I want to say, like, ego is a gray area for me, right? There's a big difference for, between being confident and egotistical. And when I see that you bridge on egotistical, my pussy gets dry like the Sahara. I cannot <laughs> deal with that. No, I swear, because usually those type of people, they don't tip. They want to treat wait staff like shit. If they see a janitor, oh, who gives a fuck? It's a janitor. Like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll hit you myself. So, and I don't want to do that. So that's why I just, <laughs> I just kind of leave that part alone. And that is... Um, somebody who is actually super sensitive to things like that is such a big turn on. And I want to say my last one is, and this is something I recently discovered. If you've gone to therapy, 
I will throw my draws at you. I didn't even realize that's what, yo. Okay, so I'm talking to this guy, right? Super cute. When I say we're hitting it the fuck off, it is so nice and sweet. And of course, when you tell your good duties about it, you're like, oh, you know, it's good. It's doing okay. And then as soon as that man said he was in therapy, I was just like, you know what? I think I have a five-year plan. <laughs> you know what? I... Yep. And of course, thankfully, because my people love me, they're just like, girl, I need you to sit down. I know you're a Pisces. You're going through shit. But mm-mm. come back come back to earth for me, please. But when <laughs> I say emotional Holy intelligence, Christ. everything. Yep. yep, that'll make me want to ride you. That's what... I, like, girl... <laughs> who, who, like, like, listen, my first questions are like, do you know what a pleasure dom is? God forbid that man says yes! Oh, I'm writing his face. So, do you <laughs> see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Um, so, next question. Um, when, it, especially when it comes to sex with, no, let, you know what, let's make it specific. Sex with someone that you're in a relationship with. Because I, I feel like you and I are the same when it comes to sex without a relationship. We're just like, all right, that was cool. So I have to change the dynamic a little bit. So again, so you were in a relationship with somebody. And let's say they have some kinks that it's not like you're uncomfortable with, but you just haven't tried. Where are you with that? I'm interested. Well, it depends on the because they like some people like, I want to whip you and I want to no like, scat play no extra people or pee there you go <laughs> I would say it depends on the king honestly like some people be taken to the extreme like they want to like electric shock your nipples and electric shock your like girl like sorry like, I didn't <laughs> <laughs> This is the reason y'all aren't on video yet. I didn't realize I was holding my breast that tightly. I'm sorry. But when they said that, it hurt my soul. Um, so They be like wanting to tase your booty hole. Like they like. <laughs> Not tease your booty hole. Okay. So let me tell you. And so, all right. Let's say we're going to give a hypothetical. You're on a date with somebody who you really like. It is completely going so super well. And they tell you they want to suck you off. What do you do? I mean, yeah, the girl who don't like getting their dick yeah. sucked. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate, nigga. He was just like. The date's going good and you want to suck my dick, bitch, period. Like, who don't like getting their dick sucked? Have you ever like had like an experience with somebody that wanted to slut shame you after? Because I feel like that because they already kind of regard like the uh, the, the LGBTQ uh, community as some as people who are just over sexualized. So has that ever happened? If they know people, I know I like I know I may look like I fuck a lot, but I haven't. I barely fuck. I haven't fucked you, like bitch. Still, July. So it's like girl, one month of it. It's like girl, I'm I, November for real. I haven't had a dick in my ass since July. Let me be more specific. Wait, nigga, for real since July. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
though. Now I feel like a slut. But no, wait. <laughs> since, since July, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting that answer from you. I really wasn't. Again, penetration. So, next question. What are the things that um, a person, your partner, can do to come? Like, you know what? Three top things your partner can do that's going to immediately put you in the mood. Cook for me. If you ooh, if you cook for me, bitch, we fucking on the kitchen counter, bitch. <laughs> that's all I got to do to get you? No, no, let me stop. No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Let me stop. Okay, so if he cooks, that's one. Okay, two. Two. Mm. Eat my ass. I'm just playing. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I sound like such an old lady. Anyway, continue. Oh my god. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's not what I expected. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, Can you tell? I have to get my ass ate. (laughs) Um. No, okay, because the reason why I'm asking this is because I want to know, like, if somebody's trying to gr- lay the groundwork to get you into bed, what are the top three things that they can fucking do? That's what I'm okay. asking. Okay, cooking for me, and uh, let's see. They, like, talk, like, they speak my language, if that makes sense. Like, um, again... Because I can talk about uh, destroying the system all day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so that will get me like that will make my booty hole tingle. Okay. Oh shit! I didn't. I see. This is why I'm not expecting <laughs> you to end sentences the way you end sentences. Those cut. But um. So. <laughs> all right. And the third thing. Oh, if they just smell good. Honestly, if you smell good, like, you're going to have, like, I, it's like, come on, just go ahead and bend me over. Like, you know, because <laughs> it's just okay. about a nigga that smells good, like, all the fucking time. It's like, you're I'm not all- wrong. You're not wrong. So, before we get out of here, I have to ask another question. So, what is the criteria just to fuck? Just the fuck, like, elaborate. Like, okay, so you don't need to know their parents. You don't need to know anything about them. But what you're looking is for an amazing sexual time. And this is what they say they can go ahead and procure for you. <laughs> like, so if that's the case, it, um, so what is the bare minimum you need to be able to entertain that thought process? The bare minimum, I mean, if, if you can eat ass, then <laughs> Nigga, what a pattern. <laughs> like, I'm beginning to think that this is, the, you planned these answers. Like, we put up this topic a long time ago. Is this, is this what you plan to do? It's just be like, yo, just eat some ass. Like, I can't stand you. <laughs> do you see why I can't stand this thing? Okay, anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> You're like, I, eat ass? I, 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 you have no idea like the niggas that be that's why i say like yeah i haven't fucked since july but a lot of niggas like to eat my ass like i'm telling you i'm like 
and I'm not trying to be cocky. Like, I got a fat ass. I wanted the chosen ones. Like, it's the reason, like, girl, I don't know what it is. Oh, shame. Oh, shame, nigga. Oh, shame. No, um, so. Uh, okay, so, okay, the bare minimum. Um, if they're really, I'm, if they're really good at communicating, then I'm just gonna be like, okay, this is fuck because we see each other. I'm very big on communicating. So, yeah, that's honestly... You sound very sapiosexual. Like, you have to go ahead and titillate the mind before anything comes after that. That's what it sounds like. That part, like, girl, if you can fuck my mind, you can fuck my soul. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Why do I always feel like I'm trying to hold somebody? That's just terrible. I'm so sorry. Knowing damn well you nasty as hell, too. I really am, but I just be like, I keep that to myself. No, let me stop. No, I'm so... <laughs> um, all right, so now that Aaron has done it, it's my fucking turn. All right, so three top turn-offs. I'm sorry, me, Aaron, me and Aaron are the same on the hygiene. Oh, because I'm... I have an oral fixation, so that means whatever I'm sucking or licking on needs to be really nice smelling because right, i want to like, be down there forever don't so, want to suck a dick that tastes like olives oh nigga not olives okay 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 anyway <laughs> okay so i'm sorry i was i was prepared for you to say olives um okay second thing that is a huge turnoff i feel like i kind of talked about it a little bit before but ego if your ego seems like it comes in the room before you do i automatically think you're insecure and don't want anything to do with you period um and then third i would say um it's uh, no matter who you are what identity you hold i think that if you are a panderer like uh, you know like a, a kamala harris biden type shit like let me give you something just so you can be happy i cannot do that at all okay so turn ons if you tell me you love to read black fantasy when i say i will cover your whole face with my fupa i am not fucking lying you will come up like a glazed donut no you know oh shit what time is it i'm sorry okay that's not what i meant to say um this is that's i can't good. drink on this damn podcast that's what i just realized that'll do it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then third, if they tell me they're in therapy. Oh! Okay, that's that's like so sexy because that's like a rare thing. Take me now. Like, bitch, you can... What am I here for? You can, bitch, you can destroy me at this point. <laughs> not not destroy... Don't say that. That don't sound good. But, but yeah. Figuratively speaking. <laughs> you know? I'm gonna be a whole person after this, but <laughs> I, <laughs> but I feel like that's actually one of the things that's such a big turn on to me is when I don't care what identity you hold or who you are, when you have the self awareness to go through therapy and still be going through therapy years later because you know your work is never done. Oh my god! <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I'm sorry. But yes, all of that. Woo. Jesus, first of all, 
before we get into any last messages, I just want to say, what an awesome show. We always say what an awesome show afterward, but I want to do like air high five through the Zoom call for what a good show that this was tonight because uh, this is how I know this was meant to be. Period. Let's see, messages. I wouldn't even want them fucking there. Like, what, you don't feel comfortable walking me down the aisle because I'm queer because you're still settling in that fact? Like, the fuck? No. Mm Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Because, like, my thing is, as a parent, I would assume, I have no children, but I have, you know, a nephew and I have a younger sister that I adore. Um, I will do anything for their happiness, regardless of how upset it might make me, regardless of how I may feel. If I see that whatever they're doing is purely giving them joy, and especially what they're doing is not harmful to them in their lives, I'm going to suck up whatever fucking feelings I got. I'm going to do what I need to do and put a smile on my face and make it seem like the most joyous bitch in that room for them. Amen. No, fuck that. No, I wouldn't want you there. If you can't really be joyful for me or be happy for me because of my joy, it's not about you, bitch. No, don't come. I don't want you sitting in the goddamn pew. Don't come. Period. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And whatever the fuck you believe in. Yes, God. Why? If you don't eat ass, do not come my way. You and me do not work for the same faculty. We do not need to be under the same committee. I believe that all booty munches lives matter. You are doing the Lord's work out in these streets. And um, yeah, that's just something I'm willing to compromise. If you don't eat ass, don't fucking talk to me. Don't talk to me. Dead ass. Like, I'm being so serious right now. Okay. Like, okay. Sydney knows I talk about, I talk about getting my ass Sydney. Sydney knows how much I get my ass ate. Like, girl, like, girl, return to Cinder because I'm not having, like, girl, if you don't eat ass, it's not going to work out. I don't care how fine you, like, how you going to be fine not want to eat my ass. Like, girl, I work on this ass. Like, girl, it's soft and it's plump. It's a peach, bitch. And I want to sit. I see a, a chair. Why can't I sit in the chair? And, and I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I am for the first time going to be meeting Aaron in person on Friday and I'm so fucking excited, but that (laughs) ass has been looking plump since last December. I have been like looking at that thing since (laughs) December. Like it looks like you could bounce a penny off that shit. Jane Fonda style. Oh my God. (laughs) And it'd be moving. I'm like, who's, (laughs) you know what? Let me stop. I'm sorry. That was, I'd be drinking. Yeah, period. But yeah, I can't wait to see. Hey, girl, Friday, I, we've been talking about this for so long. I get to see you in person for the first time in like three days. It's so crazy. I'm so Yo, we just have to take a moment. How awesome has it been to be able to go through this process and finally be able to meet each other in person on fucking Friday night? <laughs> what? Uh, we finna be Chills. so. Uh, and we're going to be high at Six Flags, girl. <laughs> Jinx. But no. Uh, so before we go ahead and go, I just want to say first and foremost, thank you to every single listener. I can't wait till you see this vlog of us all meeting each other. It will be uploaded to the Spotify because I will take the time to edit. Um, but as per usual, I just want to say before we go, Thank you so much for any of your support. 
Thank you for listening. You are a part of a whole movement where Black queer people were will, will 100% be validated within the Black community. And I'm just so glad you're along for that. Period. As always, you can follow me and Sydney on our Instagram, which is in both of our bios. Make sure you follow our Earth is Ghetto Instagram page, which is Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. You can follow me on TikTok, which is underscore Aaron two zero five. Uh, what's your uh, what's your TikTok, duh? Uh, Brujita said Noir. So, uh, Brujita in in the Spanish way, uh, Sid S Y D and Noir, which is Black and French. Um, but I'm gonna make sure to add it to my uh, bio before the end of the night, so don't even worry. Period. So exotic. Okay. So, anyways, you can listen to all of our episodes on <laughs> Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and Google Podcasts. And if you're feeling generous and want to support the Earth is Ghetto podcast brand, you can cash out me and or Sid, which is in both of our bios as well. And yeah, thank you for tuning in, niggas and friends. And we will see you hoes next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.